Welcome to the Rocks On Podcast. We are joined today by Rocks Assistant Coach Sean Davidson. Sean, how are you today? I'm not bad, thanks. How's yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. So today we're having a chat with Sean because Sean is now into year two of being Assistant Coach on Rocks. Congratulations, uh, Sean. How do you feel about that? Thank you. Um, I'm buzzing. I'm really excited for year two. Um, you know, I think year one wasn't as wasn't as great as what we thought it was going to be. I think everyone was disappointed, myself more so than anyone. Um, so yeah, to get a kind of second crack at the whip, um, year two, I'm, I'm really excited. I think, you know, big things are coming. Nice one. So probably for a lot of Rocks fans and even probably fans around the league, uh, we'll see that you've been courtside all season, but not really know much about Sean Davidson. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, what's your day-to-day job and yeah, what's maybe your back- basketball background? Yeah, so day-to-day job, uh, I work for a company called Scottish Sports Futures. People probably actually recognise them. Whenever you go to Rocks games and you used to have the kids doing all the kind of tournaments, the SSF kind of tournaments, school tournaments um, at half time, I'd have normally been down there probably and um, refereeing the kids and stuff. Uh, I was kind of more of a sessional basketball coach and um, done that for years while I was at university. Um, done my sports coaching degree, um, moved on to Stirling, done a postgrad um, in college lecturing. That's kind of where the aim was to be a college lecturer. Um, so happened to be that job popped up at Scottish Sports Futures as a youth development coordinator. Um, so yeah, applied for that and I got that. And now I kind of help all the, we call them young leaders. So it's kind of young people who are looking to um improve professional development you know looking for kind of volunteer opportunities anything like that that they can benefit from themselves I kind of look out for them for that um, and I set all that up so that's my day-to-day job and um, basketball wise I played basketball for for years uh, started when I was like 10 years old and um, played nationally Glasgow City moved on to Glasgow Rocks National League um, and then I think I started falling away from it playing wise I just wasn't getting as much enjoyment out as I used to. Um, I started coaching. Again, as I said, I was coaching kind of younger age groups. Um, started helping out with teams, the kind of National League Rocks teams uh, for under 18s and under 16s, just kind of helping out sporadically. Um, eventually took on the Glasgow University women's team. Uh, I've been coaching there for the last few years. Um, and then from there, we kind of moved up to, or I moved to on to do the men's team as well. Now I'm in charge of the men's National League team, second team, um, where Gareth obviously coached previously as well. I've known Gareth for many years. Um, and yeah, then kind of one thing led to another. It was just kind of got asked along. Well, I'd ask Gareth to come along, watch uh, the, basically pick up as much experience as I can as a coach at the rock sessions. And yeah, one thing just led to another. And yeah, it kind of led to me being the assistant coach. And it's been a great experience, obviously, for myself. Amazing. So then obviously... Coming in last season was full of many difficulties from um, other teams already being placed playing preseason games to us being able only to basically shoot on your own. How how did you find that coming into the team with all the kind of COVID restrictions? It was it was difficult, that's to say the least. Um, you know, I kind of missed the start, like the very start of the season. Um, all I'd kind of heard about from Gareth and the players how. They all had to have their own ball. It was all individual workouts. You know, for a professional team, that's not great. It's not ideal. There's only so much kind of skills development and individual workouts you can do. You know, you want to be working as a team, playing together as a team, get building on that team chemistry. You know, 
the season was approaching, you know, the guys had to be ready. And I think that obviously had a hindrance for them. Um, luckily for me, when I came in, uh, team training had been approved. So we kind of got back into team training. Um, it was just normal, to be honest. When we kind of got in, it was normal in terms of what we could do uh, and on the court. We went from kind of having two sessions every day, pretty much. Uh, we'd have a morning session and then an evening session. I think we maybe got that for about a month max. And then everything got cut down, lockdown obviously had. And we had to go back down to one session a day um, in the morning. And even then, we were lucky if we are going to get it because as the Emirates opening, what's happening? Are we allowed in? I don't know. We, we couldn't get into the gym. That was a, a constant thing. Um, that was the big one, trying to get into the gym. I think what did we get access to the gym about three, four weeks before the end of the season? Literally, that's when we got into the gym. Um, and that's not, that's not ideal for any professional team. But, I mean, we made do, we made do with what we had. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely different. Yeah, I suppose a lot of fans... Uh probably don't understand him, might not understand the importance of being having access to like the weight room, gym, um, as it's such a fundamental part, not just only as obviously building strength, also kind of the team camaraderie. Uh, how was the kind of team, did you feel the team camaraderie, uh, the togetherness of the squad last season, or how did you then find your role in that team as well? Um, I thought they're a great group of guys. I, I enjoyed spending all the time with them, you know, like the bus journeys, you know, obviously they're very long bus journeys we have. It was a great laugh, you know, the guys were always up for having fun. Um, Issa in particular, he was the one who kind of cracked me up a lot, it just everything he'd done. Um, but no, no, the, the, the banter with the guys was great, should we say. They had good team chemistry, they all got on, you know, a lot of them kind of lived with each other, like yeah. Bo and Issa lived together, David, Julius, Mark, they all lived together. So they did have that connection and you spend every day with each other. Um, so you do naturally build that connection. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's that was kind of, I would say, the main the main kind of part is just spending time every day training. That's that's probably it. Yeah. Uh, so going back to you for year one, um, how did you find it, or what did you think you learned the most from it for your kind of coaching journey? For me, it was it's hard to pinpoint like I feel everybody asked me this question and I can't put my finger on exactly what it is it was everything you know from coaching at uni teams and you know national teams where you're training two three times a week you know you've got maybe your game at the weekend you know at Glasgow Uni we try and do like video analysis as best as we can but you know you're limited to do you want to drive away through to Edinburgh to watch a game just to record it, to come back home, to show the guys it, you know, and do that for every team? It's, it's not ideal. Um, so for me, having seen that, of literally just going out to your laptop and clicking on any team in the league, bang, and that's there. All the information's there for them. You can watch the team, you video analysis, breaking that down. That was something new for me. Um, Gareth was great with me. He kind of sat me down at points and took me all through it, kind of broke the game down and what he's looking for in offence, defence, same with the other teams. Um, so that was a big, big learning curve for me. It's something that I really enjoyed. Um, on top of that, just Gareth's approach to training. You know, again, I think it's the professional level. It's obviously it's, 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 it's the next step up. But, yeah, it was a, it's a very serious tone, but 
there's a fun element in there, you know, it was, it was just realising when the switch came, you know, the training session we show up to, it was very serious, it was, you know, this has got to get done, especially when you're struggling, you're sitting near the bottom yeah. of the table, you know, guys are wanting to work hard, they're training hard, but yeah, at the same time, you had to have that fun, um, so it was good to kind of see Gareth's approaches from that, and then just the breakdowns as well, like, different kind of emotions, actions, um, you know, there'd be things I'd be sitting at the side of the court, Gareth would be all, uh, would be sitting beside me, and I would say something, you know, like, oh, why did he do that? Why did he not go that way? And Gareth would turn around, and he was like, no, like, and he would explain it, he done this because that, or look at it that way. And once he said it, you know, it just kind of clicked. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was just being around that environment, everything just kind of uh, soaking everything in. Amazing. So, let's look at the league in general last year. How did you think the... How, how do you feel the BBL was last season as like competition? Like, from my opinion, like uh, the teams at the top end were probably the most competitive it's been in a long, long time. And some of the talent in the league was like some of the best it's been for a long time. What does it feel like being at the, uh, at the sidelines seeing some of the guys on court? Oh, it was, it was great. You know, I mean, as I said, I've been a fan of like, BBL and the Rocks for a long time. Um, I was going, you know, I'd watch a lot of the kind of home games. Um, or I've say I watch go to a lot of the home games. So getting to travel up and down the country, sitting in the side, seeing these guys week in, week out, it was excellent. You know, it was brilliant. Brilliant to see. I think the standard last year was was, was good, man. I thought it was a good standard for BBL. Um, you know, like you had some amazing players like um, Crandell. Like Crandell was just insane, I thought, you know. Um, Liggins, you know, uh, Justin Robson has obviously been there for years. and But yeah, it's just the consistency level of, competing at that level, like, week in, week out. Um, and I think last year, it probably goes to show that anything can happen. You know, one week I would look and, you know, London would beat someone, whatever, you know, Plymouth, you know, yeah, that's, that's, you can see how that happened. But then the following week, they go and get beat by Wolves or something. And you're like, how did that, like, how did that happen? You know, and it was just, teams were losing, who shouldn't lose games, yeah. but then they're winning games. Oh, it was, it was all over the place. You just, you couldn't write it, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I think there was a game where we needed Surrey to lose and I think we were playing, I think it might have been Newcastle and we played our game and we thought, right, Newcastle beat Surrey and it'll keep us close and I think Surrey actually won if I remember right yeah. and we came into the change room and we looked and we thought you've got to be kidding me on like you're, you're kidding here um, but yeah, I mean, that it summed up the league I think everybody, you know, could perform on their day Definitely. So you touched on Gareth a wee bit as well. Uh, how how do how does it come for you to be working with a player coach, uh, or how do you feel your role developed working with a player coach? And then how do you think Gareth did year one? I think he he definitely had a tough job. You know, being player coach. You know, there's there's a reason why people are not player coaches. It's because it's it's hard. You know, it's how how can you have your two hats on? Yeah. How can you be player and coach at the same time? Um, you know, there would be times where you could you could see, you know, guys would be on court and he's he's player, you know, and I'm maybe try to explain. There'd be times where I'd be standing outside and I'd try to explain something. And go, oh, he's tired. Do you think you should do that? Think you should do that? And he'd be no, we're not doing that or whatever he would say. But for me, I'm thinking, is he seen that as a coach? Has he seen that as a player? I don't know. And you try to obviously ask him, but. I mean, you're trying to ask someone who's running up the court, like, you can't do it, do you know what I mean? Even in a timeout, you've got, decision, yeah. Yeah, and time out, you've got a minute to, like, I'm handing him a clipboard, I'm trying to say is what I'm trying to say, but he's also trying to say the team what he's seen out in the court. So it was really difficult. Um, 
when he was on the side, again, I think it was, it was not easy, but I mean, he's obviously then knew his role. He then knew his role. Um, of course, he knew, right, this is what I'm doing here. He could see the floor a lot better. Um, it's, but yeah, try to go in between the two. I think it's definitely going to be tough, definitely tough for him. But I think he's done a great job, you know, I mean, to do, to go between both of them. I think especially near the end of the season, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that when we got the guys back in the gym and we started working, yeah, that we started getting better results. You know, we had a decent result against um, uh, Newcastle. I thought as much as we lost, you know, that game basically on the buzzer, which don't get me started on. That's, oh, yeah, please don't. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we took Newcastle right to the buzzer, you know. The guys put up some a decent display against London um, in the kind of last game. I don't think it's a coincidence that we kind of, as we all gelled and got the training sessions, got the gym sessions, and then Gareth kind of finally got the penalty drop for the guys. We started playing well. It was just a shame we kind of ran out of time, so to speak. Yeah, I suppose that's kind of going back to what we kind of touched on maybe five minutes or so about like just how important those kind of conditioning or gym sessions are for well, pro athletes at the end of the day. Like they need that time that just gives them that one or two percent extra, helps them get up and down the court that bit fractionally quicker. And yeah, I suppose that the last month of the season, the performances were much more enjoyable for fans to watch. You could see a kind of identity on court as well, which hopefully building into year two of yourself and Gareth uh, leading the team will be a lot kind of beneficial. So year two, what are you looking forward to the most? Without giving too much away. Without giving too much away. Um, I'm trying to think what to say here. Um, I'm just looking forward to a new group of guys coming in. You know, it's a fresh start. It's a clean slate. Um, you know, Gareth's also been looking at recruitment. Um, we've got a couple of guys who are possibly coming in. Um, and, yeah, it's just that for me. A clean slate, new guys. Um, no more restrictions. Fingers crossed, you know, don't like to speak too soon. But the guys will be in training, hopefully, in the next few weeks. We'll get to meet each other. You know, we can get in the gym getting court, start playing, building on that team chemistry. I think, you know, Gareth's obviously had an extra, that year now, should we say, to kind of solve any teething problems. You know, I think it's tough. You know, that's the first time he's ever had to do that, be a player coach, comes back to that. So I think he's maybe ironed out any his issues that he's had there, possibly. Um, I know my role a lot better. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be, I wouldn't say plain sailing, but it's mm -hmm. going to be smoother, smoother sailing. Amazing. So, yeah, is there anything kind of you think Rocks fans should be looking forward to? Again, without saying too much, like any kind of early discussions of maybe not necessarily style of play, but yeah, anything, any wee snippets you could give? I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but um, no, nah, I think style of play, in terms of style of play, I think it's going to be very similar. Um, you know, I think from anything we could see last year, but the plays that were running, the kind of style of play we're running, worked. The guys were getting open shots. The guys were getting the looks they were supposed to get. They just couldn't bloody score them. And that was our issue, you know. And as you said, that's probably a lack of reps in the gym, lack of reps on court, you know. So yeah. hopefully we don't have that issue this year. It's going to be exciting, fast-paced basketball. And I think obviously fans hopefully should be allowed back. Again, obviously depending on what's happening, but fans are going to be back cheering. And so I think that itself it's going to be something exciting just to have fans. I mean, for myself, I've obviously not coached and had fans there, you know. For me, nothing was kind of different 
in that respect. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, show up to a basketball game. There's maybe 40, 50 people there, and that was it. Didn't think anything of it. Yeah. But I'm sure next season when there's maybe a thousand odd fans there, and there's obviously everything's going on. I mean, I know I'll definitely feel different, and I'm excited about that. And so the fans should be excited as well. Amazing, Sean. Thank you very much for joining us on, I suppose, these summer episodes of the Rocks on Podcast. Uh, best of luck for the season ahead, and um, this will probably just be one of a, a many kind of episodes or sound clips that. Uh, we'll produce in the off-season. So thanks, Sean, for joining us tonight. Thank you, mate. Thank you. I appreciate it.